2: Home and home.
1: Let's ask Ike Reese, former all pro linebacker of the Eagles, host at WIP Sports Radio in Philadelphia, what his burning question is this offseason. Ike Reese, great to have you on the program as we start our all 32. What's your biggest question, your burning question about the Eagles offseason?
2: Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me uh, on the show. I guess if I had. One burning question uh, about the Eagles assault season. Um, it would be for me, I guess, how do you sort of uh, revamp this wide receiver core? You know, what are you going to do to uh, to remake the identity of this wide, wide receiving core? What do you want the identity of this receiving core uh, to be? They have two fantastic tight ends. That you're going to add to the repertoire of bringing Deshaun Jackson back? Uh, What did you do with Alshon Jeffrey? Uh, They're probably not going to bring Nelson Aguilar back. Uh, What is J.J. Ortega Whiteside? Um, And, 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 you know, the receivers that may come on the open market, um, are you going to spend money there? They certainly are going to draft a wide receiver, but where would they draft the wide receiver? See, when I hear how deep of a receiver class it is. I look at that uh, two different ways. A, yeah, there's a lot of receivers there, but the Eagles could also say, well, there's enough talent there that I don't have to get one in the first round. I can wait to the second round to get one and address another position. They love to address uh, D-line, cornerbacks, situations like that with those first-round picks. So you just don't know what they're going to do. Um they, they have a lot of money, a lot of draft picks. You know, I heard before I came on, you guys talked about the potential of double-digit uh, new personnel coming in. I, I absolutely expect that to be the case. I, I really do. Uh, the two words that I think have hung over this team and has been a curse of some sort, as great as it was when it happened, is Super Bowl. You know, we need to stop talking about this team as if it's that team. And that's part of the problem. Uh, the front office still holding on to 2017, personnel-wise. The magic that happened there, thinking that you can duplicate that, and that's the formula for success. I think they need to wipe the slate clean as best they can, keep around as much talent that still has productive years left in them moving forward. But you got to almost rid yourself of that Super Bowl sort of team. You gotta you gotta start this thing anew and start fresh and get some people in here that's hungry that want to win their first Super Bowl.
0: I really interesting to hear you say that. Always good to talk with you, buddy. So let let's talk turkey then, because um, I you know it sounded like Howie Roseman is gonna make a bunch of changes. What does that mean in your mind for guys like Jason Peters, Alshon Jeffrey, Rodney McLeod? Malcolm Jenkins, all these guys that that may or may not be back. It sounds like you think most of those guys, if not all of them, won't be back.
2: Yeah, I, I think the majority of them won't be back. Uh, if there's one guy that I would try to find a way to squeeze two more years out of, it's Malcolm Jenkins. Um, obviously, he's not the player he was two years ago, but I think his leadership is invaluable uh, his availability uh, week in and week out, uh, I think it's something you can't overlook. He's managed to take good care of his body. Uh, with the way the uh, NFL is going on the defensive side of the ball, I actually think he fits into that little role of quasi-linebacker safety. You know, he's getting a little older. I think you can put him in that position where he's more of a box guy and, and you don't get him exposed out in man-to-man coverage as much. You know, I, I, would, I would much rather them find a way to come to a economical uh, uh, means and, and, and be able to keep him here. They aren't gonna overpay for him The Malcolm has to be realistic. But I, I hope they would find a way to be able to bring him back. Everyone else, I think it's time to go ahead and move on from some of those veteran guys and get to, get some new blood in here. Um just just so that just so that you you don't have that feeling of well we did it in twenty seventeen. We did this in twenty eighteen. We'll be able to do it. This team has been notorious for getting off to slow starts the last 2 years and a lot of it has to do with this comfort level of what we were able to pull together the second half of the season we'll be able to do that again and that is critical they have to get out to a, to a faster start
1: Eagles started 3-4 and last season. Ike Reese with us, former All-Pro linebacker with the Eagles, host at WIP Sports Radio in Philadelphia. Obviously a glaring need at the cornerback position. Do you see them trying to make a big splash there? Darius Slay reportedly being shopped by the Lions, a former All-Pro three-time Pro Bowl, or do you expect Howie Roseman to get in the running for Slay?
2: Yeah, I certainly do. I expect to be making phone calls. You know, how he's going to do his uh, do his due diligence, and he typically is, jump, is ready to jump on a deal when he feels like it's beneficial to the Eagles. I don't know if this is a great year for corners in the draft. Uh, I think the best way to go would be through free agency or through a trade for a guy like Darius Slade, who probably has few more good years left in him, can probably benefit from a new, new address, a new environment, Playing with a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, I can certainly see that being beneficial. I certainly would like to have at least one guy out there uh, playing cornerback that I don't have to worry about every week. And and a guy like Darius Fred, Byron Jones, James Bradbury, you know, guys like that, I I certainly expect the Eagles uh, to be in the market uh, to upgrade their cornerback position before we get to the draft.
0: Like, how are you you feeling about this team right now? You know, I I know we were all excited about them going into last year. Felt like it was an unbelievably talented team. Heck, even Doug Peterson said on WIP radio that it was a more talented team than the 2017 team that won the Super Bowl with all the injuries. It didn't play out that way. And there's a lot that has to happen in free agency, the draft, so we'll know a lot more certainly in May. But right now, going into that stuff and based on how the season ended, how good or bad, for that matter, are you feeling about the state of the Eagles franchise?
2: I feel good about the Eagles. I do. I really do, Ross. And it's not necessarily because of all the personnel that's on the team. Um, I feel good about the most critical positions not being a question. You know, my quarterback, uh, I don't have a question there. I think the offensive line, we're going to get a chance to see Andre Dillard. The other four spots are pretty much intact, but we Andre Dillard has to step in there. So I feel good about the offensive line. I think we need to bring Bokai back. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him, uh, what what he gets offered, or he should, even if the Eagles allow him to hit the open market, I'd be surprised at that. So, um I'm interested in that. I feel good about that. I'm a little concerned about the wide receiver position being a little older, banged up, not really having the type of offense that I want. I think we all want what like, the Kansas City Chiefs have. And what the, uh, even with the San Francisco 49ers have from a play design, uh, look, you sort of want that on the offensive side. But I feel good over there. Doug's there. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited and interested in seeing what these new coaches are going to bring. Uh, the, the the new assistant coaches they brought in, what type of flavors they add to the offense. I'm, I'm interested in that. And then on the defensive side, I, I think here's where Howie's going to play a, a, a huge role, is that he has some money to go out and, and try to fix some issues on that side of the ball, as well as a lot of draft capital. And uh, I, I think there's an opportunity there for them to upgrade on that side of the football. But in this league, if your offense is your driving force, you know, a, a serviceable defense, you can win with a top-10 defense. And Jim Schwartz is a good enough coordinator that he, he can get you a top-10 defense with the assets and things they have available to them to acquire players. But on the offensive side of the ball is where this thing is going to be driven. And on that side of the ball, I feel pretty good about uh, the questions I have there. Um, I think they are fixable. Fixable questions. The receiver position, I think that's something that they can be able to fix this offseason. season. Uh, there's a lot of talent available to them, and I think Howie is going to go out there and do what he needs to do to uh, put a put a winning team on the field next year. The one thing I know about Howie Roseman, man, is that you know he is a prideful uh, GM slash president, right? So he's putting the team together, and the product that goes out there on the field is a reflection of him and. uh, you know, he certainly wants to put the best available talent on the field that he can. He took some swings last year that didn't work out for him. I think he's going to try a new approach this year. Uh, but he's never going to stop trying to put a team out there that can compete for a title. I expect the same thing next year. As long as you have wins back there and he's healthy, this is a playoff team.
1: Uh, season, I agree. What do you expect? Give us a record for the Eagles next season. How far do they go in the postseason?
2: Now, this is my favorite, right? I, I don't know the schedule yet. We're going to have a half of the, Half of the roster is going to be different in two months. So, But this is where I <laughs> – but the opponents are there, and I, I kind of like the schedule. I do. I like the schedule. Some good opponents there, but there's also some matchups that I feel good about. And, and, and so I, I'm looking at right now 11-5. and five.
1: 11 and 5 are the Philadelphia Eagles next season. That you're right. It's it's a shot in the dark at this point. I want to get your quick take, Ike, on Miles Garrett doubling down, tripling down on the racial accusation against Mason Rudolph. What did you make of Miles Garrett after all has been said and done, being reinstated, going back to the N-word and that is what started off the whole incident where Garrett swung the helmet at Rudolph?
2: Well, here's what I'll say, right? Um, There needs to be, I would imagine, some type of proof that Mason Rudolph said these things. And, you know, only Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph know what they heard and what was said. Um, And so if there isn't some actual proof that it happened, Miles Garrett is going to have a hard time getting people to believe That's why he did what he did, and thus no one's going to change their stance on their feeling from what he did. He still was suspended, he still was fined, being reinstated, and bringing this back up. Um, I I, I just don't know how it benefits him. I know he's he's trying to clear his name to a degree, but like I said, it. bringing it back up with no actual proof of it, with no audio of it. And with the NFL doing an investigation, what are we supposed to believe? Right. I'm not out there on the field. I didn't hear it. Uh, so I, I don't know what, what to say about it without having any actual proof that it was said, without having somebody to cooperate. Um, and I was scared. Um, facts from what happened that night. I, I don't, what am I supposed to believe? So <laughs> I, I, I would advise Miles Garrett, you know, move on from it and learn from the situation. I, I just don't know what else there is to gain from this if there is no actual proof of it. Now, if there's actual proof of it, then people will change how they felt about it. I still felt as a former player, uh, using your helmet as a weapon like that, man, I mean, there's very little justification for that type of reaction to anything. Obviously, if those type of racial slurs were uttered at him, I would understand in the heat of the moment somebody reacted that way, but without that type of proof, what am I going to say? You know, I, I know how I felt when I saw it in the moment without knowing any evidence or facts of what happened. It made me cringe as a former player, and I felt for Mason Rudolph and his safety out there, so... That was my stance in the moment on it. I tweeted about it, and obviously, if something like that was said to provoke him and cause him to react that way, maybe I would, I would feel differently. But I just think there's a brotherhood that we got to go out there and take care of each other. And you can't you can't take a helmet like that and just you know hit somebody over the top of the head. That could have been such a uh, horrific ending uh, in that situation. Um, very fortunate that you know, Mason Rudolph wasn't killed or knocked unconscious out there. So it's, it's, it to me, it was a bad look. I I would prefer to move on from it, but <laughs> in today's world, there's always something to discuss, right, Ross? As it pertains to the NFL.
0: Yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, we could be talking about Antonio Brown
2: right now. We could be talking about Antonio Brown for some reason. It's,
0: it, it's a good point. Ike, right, last question. <laughs> is one that we were just contemplating. It's from an Ask Reddit question. It's a very serious question, okay? They just launched, let's say they just launched, pretend they launched a new dating app. And instead of a photo of the person that you're going to date, the girl, it shows you a photo of their bedroom, car, kitchen, shoes, how they have their tea, coffee, <laughs> blah blah blah, right? right? What photo would you what photo would you want that would tell you the most about the person you're thinking about going out on a date with?
2: <laughs> uh, wow. Um see like the obvious answer would be the bedroom, but I don't know if Um, there's something about the kitchen and the bathroom that I need to make sure is a nice, tidy, cleanly looking area. That would tell me a lot about you. If you don't, if you don't keep the area in which you bathe and which, in which you eat, which I, I don't know what to say that, that to me would, would, would not look very good on you as a person that I would expect to have great hygiene. And that's, that's something that, uh, uh, Is important to me. <laughs> I mean, that's something that's important. It's more important than the car you're driving or whatever. But uh, yeah, if, it's, if that's what I had to look at. I guess I would, I would rather see that first.
1: We totally agree with you. Both of us came around to the bathroom as well. I agree, as usual. Spot on observation. <laughs> former all pro <laughs> linebacker with the Eagles hosted WIP check him out on the radio.com app that is spot on exactly the the answer you should have given thank you my friend yes. we'll take a quick all break right, here man. on the show thanks to thanks to our man Ike Reese Hi everyone this is Dave Briggs thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast remember you can watch or listen live every day from 8:30 to 10:30 a.m. exclusively on the radio.com app or at radio.com slash home.
2: Home and Home.